So hey everybody, this is Drew, and uh, we're just talking today. This is our intermission show. I don't even know what number it is. Haven't bothered to look, but we're just going to talk. Actually, we're we're here to discuss uh, the next game after Danganronpa. Um, which, which came out today? Which came out today? I I do not have it yet. I ordered it. I just a- got home about ten minutes ago from picking it up. Now. Ordered mine from Amazon, uh, and I don't know when I'm going to get it. Hopefully tomorrow. Mm. We'll yeah, see. I had to drive around a little bit, though. I guess I just wasn't expecting it to be hard to find. I don't know. I mean, I know it's the Vita, and it's not real popular, but I figured if any game was probably going to come out on the Vita and be on store shelves, this would be one of them. I would figure so, yeah. Yeah, except the place I went didn't have any copies of it. The place, first place he called didn't have any copies of it, and I had to go to my third choice. Did they have copies of the PS4 version? Yes, just not the Vita version. You and your Vita, man. Well, yeah, I, I ended up getting everything. So the first thing I asked him before I asked for the Vita version was, do you have a power cable for the PS4? And he said, uh, no, sorry, don't have any. So then I was like, alright, I guess I'll take the Vita version of Danganronpa. And he said, don't have that either. I'm like, okay, great, awesome. Glad I came here. Uh, so the third place I went, actually, you know, I ended up spending like an hour talking to this guy. And he's like, yeah, we got tons of extra power cords on the wall. I'm like, I know you have power cords on the wall, but I don't think those are the right power cords. Those work on the PS3 and the PS4 basic, but not the Pro. Hmm. And so he didn't believe me, and he actually went and opened a brand new PS4 to look at the power cable, and he's like, oh shit, you're right. This is like a, you got the TV type power cord. So, he randomly had one old Xbox 360 power brick in the back. So, I had to buy a Xbox 360 power brick for $7, so that I could throw the brick away, and just keep the power cord part of it. Wow, that actually works? It, well, I don't know. I'm plugged it in yet, but it is the right adapter on the end. It should it should work. Huh. Might want to try that first before you, you know, say throw the, the coast. So the <laughs> yeah, say the coast is clear yet. Yeah, so I haven't tried that yet, but I did buy that. I did buy a replacement PS3, and I bought Danganronpa on the Vita. Damn, man, you cleaned house. Yep, and I used the money from trading in my Xbox One to do that. <laughs> So no more Xbox One, huh? No, I haven't had that in a while. Uh, will I buy a Xbox One X? I don't know. I assume so. But it's that or a Switch or both or neither. I, I don't really know. Eh. I haven't seen it. Scalebound was my one reason to have an Xbox One. True. Or not, maybe not my only reason, but my one of my main ones. I got some stuff. I'm very interested in Sea of Thieves. Although a lot of people seem to be down on that game. Sea of Thieves? I don't even know what that is. It's a new rare game. Oh, shit. It's kind of like a pirate open world MMO-ish kind of thing. Hmm. Very cartoony. Um, You basically just... uh, Everybody has to sail, you know, 
apparently everybody has to work together to sail a ship and stuff like that. It seems kind of cool. Yeah, could be something different for sure. So, and it's rare, and rare is pretty damn good developer. Yep. At least historically. Yeah. They can make anything. They've made action games, platformers. They've made fighting games, shooters. They can make pretty much anything. Hmm. Yeah, so my one last-ditch effort on the PS3, though, is I'm going to try to... I have a buddy who his PS3 died a bunch of times, and he just, like, re-sought or redid the thermal paste. Mm -hmm. And so it worked for a while longer. Yeah. He said he got a couple of months. He did it twice. So my hope is that I can just do it once, get everything transferred over onto a hard drive, and then switch it to the new PS3. That may work. I don't know. Go ahead. I was say, I don't know. I don't think I can just pull the hard drive out and stick it in the new one. You sh- or can I? You should be able to, yeah. It doesn't have to reformat? Uh, you might have to reformat, but I think, yeah, it, it, so, I think the PlayStation can do that itself. Right, but I, I meant without like losing everything on it. Did you not use the cloud at all? I should have, since I now have my third PS3. Uh, I believe that after my first one died and I was really upset, I turned on auto-upload for everything, but it only auto-uploads like a game once you've activated it. Mm-hmm. So any game I haven't played since my first one died to my second one died, well, I guess they were already lost after when I lost my first one, so sure. I guess that probably doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Either way, I decided to go with a tiny one now because... You know, my original one, I, I really was... The reason I bought it at the time I did was because it had the PS2 backwards compatibility. Yep, I had that one too. I had the Metal Gear one. Yep, and then when I replaced it, I said, look, I'm not buying a PS3 again unless I can find that one, the original 60 gig. Mm-hmm. And I did, and it was great, and now that one's died, and I just said, fuck it. I've got a PS2. I, I don't know if I'll hook it up, but there's still a lot of PS2 games I would love to play, but... At the moment, the PS3 has such a broad digital library, mm-hmm. and with all those years of PS Plus games, I mean, yeah, there are some PS2 games I'd like to play, but I just need a PS3 that's functional that can download all the PS3 games I want to play yeah. first, and then I'll worry about PS2 in the future. So I just went with the slim one because well, the 60 gig's pretty heavy. Yeah, I got a slim one as well, uh, XCOM killed my uh my ps3 and i was very sad mm. but yeah it's okay i didn't really lose much i was able to get it to work by heating it with a dryer oh you actually did that yeah i did the hair dryer thing i heated it uh i got it working uh to a uh, long enough for me to change over everything to the cloud on my saves mm. and um yeah. I took it to GameStop. <laughs> Told him it was perfectly fine. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. I don't know what I'm, if I can get uh, yeah, maybe there's not even any need to try and resuscitate my old one. If all my if all my saves are in the cloud and I finally have good internet so I can just re-download the games without taking 2 months to do it. 
Maybe uh, maybe I just ditched the old one. I don't know. Uh, that that would be the easiest route, to be honest with you. Yeah. But yeah, um, and hope I don't destroy my PS4 with this bootleg 360 cable. <laughs> that's that's the other. I didn't know you had a pro. Yeah, I upgraded to a pro pretty immediately because I had a. Well, I so I, I traded in my Xbox One, and I kept the hundred and fifty dollars. I traded in my PS4 and kept the little hundred and fifty dollar gift card. And then I bought the PS4 Pro, at, not at a GameStop. I bought it at a Target because they had like a thirty dollars off. So I've been I've been slowly bleeding these gift cards back into GameStop purchases. Hmm. But yeah, I got a Pro pretty much immediately because I had a 4K TV. I figured uh, I'll take the slight bump in resolution on all the other games. Uh, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it. Games look sharp. Great. But you lost your power cable. Uh, lost it. I mean, I maybe I lost it. I mean, I assume it's just in one of these boxes that I haven't unpacked. But to be honest, there's some of these boxes I may not open for a year. And uh, if it's in one of those, I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to wait a year to get that power cable back. So most of these boxes I probably won't open in the next week or two. And so if I'm assuming it's going to be a month before I can find this cable, I'll just pay the 7 bucks. Hope I don't fry my PS4, and uh, I guess that's uh, the price of laziness. $7 is how much I'll pay hmm. to not have to open these boxes this week. Well, there you go. So uh, the uh, reason we're having this intermission is to figure out the next game. Well, it's not to talk about busted playstations that well no <laughs> i've already dealt with that before but um yeah so obviously we're going to be doing danganronpa pretty much throughout all of october which means that we're going to basically miss halloween but that doesn't stop us from playing a scary game um in november so it's halloween in november we'll do it that way and we're trying to think of games that we could play um we've had some stinkers in the past mm. and we've had some pretty decent ones as well um although i do have an email actually Ooh, excellent yeah uh that was suggesting a game to us um let's see here it says what's up guys i'm bronson uh, i've been listening to you guys for almost two months now and your podcast is awesome Phoenix Down is the perfect mix of a video game talk with a laid-back feel. Uh, there's a huge problem, though. I've run out of episodes to listen to. <laughs> uh, yep, I've binged through almost all of the episodes with the exception of Dragon Age, Mass Effect, and The Witcher series, all of which I plan on playing through and I know are story-heavy, so I'll yep. wait to listen. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. It is true a large amount of your episodes cover those games, so at least there'll be some, uh, those waiting for me when I get around to beating them. As for 2017 horror game, there's an interesting game called, um, all right, uh, Kudelica, I believe is the name of it. Kudelica. Uh, yeah. For the PlayStation 1, and I believe it is available on the PSN store. Now we have checked, I checked on the, we, we checked, well, I, I mentioned that on the uh, N4G podcast this week, and it is not on the PSN store. 
Uh, what's interesting about it is that it is a hybrid of classic Resident Evil style horror games and a straight up JRPG. Uh, mind you, this game <laughs> didn't get reviewed well with mostly average to sub average scores, but it has garnered somewhat of a cult status among some gamers. Uh, for the sake of transparency, I've only played about the first, the first few hours. Uh, I didn't think it was bad. Uh, I was actually surprised it got reviewed so low at the time. Uh, where I'd assumed a game like Kudelica, a JRPG survival horror hybrid, would have been a huge hit. However, it is very possible that the rest of the game is absolute dog shit, so uh, you do choose to play it uh, before warned. Uh, the game isn't very long, though. How long to beat? Listing it at 11 hours. So if it sucks, at least you might have uh, might be able to slog through the rest of it. One interesting thing about Kudelica... Uh, I'm sure you've heard of the Shadow Heart games, traditional JRPG with a gothic horror twist. Shadow Hearts 2, in particular, garnered much praise when it was released in the mid-2000s. Well, Kadelica is the predecessor of those games, having been developed by the same studio. Anyway, keep up the awesome podcast, dudes. Uh, you have a long-term listener in me, for sure. P.S. You guys should return. Uh, you guys returning to Xenogears was fucking hilarious. I was wondering why, when <laughs> looking at the archive, that there were two seemingly random episodes of Xenogears near the top. Thank you for that email, Bronson. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's good to hear. Um, we got ourselves a new listener. But uh, yeah, I, I looked up the Kudelica, um, and then Ken looked up on how much it is on Amazon, and like a, a used copy starts at like you know eighty bucks. And I'm like, yeah. Mm. I, I don't know if I can... That's too bad because I like the description of it. Yeah, JRPG horror hybrid. And some of the screenshots look like they... like looks like it's the kind of game I'd like to play. Yeah, it looks like Resident Evil. So... But yeah, I know um, Jay suggested Outlast 2. Mm-hmm. He said it was pretty good. Um, I have played Outlast multiple times, um, and really enjoyed it. I actually did it for a live stream. In fact, you can still find it if you wanted to watch me play through the entirety of uh, Outlast in one sitting. Uh, I did that for um, oh man, it was uh, Front Towards Gamers. Um, they have a twenty-four hour gaming marathon. And me and Jay decided we were going to participate in it. And that was the big game for me was, hey, I'm going to be streaming all of Outlast uh, from like 9 o'clock at night. To, I think it lasted about 1 a.m. <laughs> and um, the entirety is there. I was even giving away prizes. We, I gave away a copy of Guild Wars 2. Um, it was actually pretty great. There was some pretty good moments in there. So Outlast 2 is another one. Do you have any thoughts, Matt? Have you thought about it at all? Uh, I mean, if you hadn't played it, you know, I had said Soma, I thought would be a, a cool one. I've always wanted to play that one. Yeah. Uh, Outlast 2 could work. Have you played Outlast? Uh, not a lot of it, okay. to be honest. It was scary as heck, but uh, I only played maybe an hour and a half. Uh, Deadly Premonition was still kind of on that list. I don't know if it's scary enough to count as a Halloween game, but it's certainly some kind of could be. It's, it's definitely weird. Yeah, it, it 
The reason I want to play it, it, though, isn't because it's scary. Like, I'd rather play a game that is legitimately scary, not just a game with some weird trappings. But, I mean, it's really the B-acting. That's why I want to play Deadly Premonition so much. I, I have played and watched a shit ton of that game. That game is not scary. Yeah. That that game I, is basically a dumb version of Twin Peaks. <laughs> it's 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 weird and dumb to me. Mm. Um but it's okay. It play oh man. You want to fumble with some controls. Get ready. I know you really want to do Deadly <laughs> Premonition and we will do it at one point or another. Um I Yeah, just, I, I don't know if it fits the 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 Halloween game. I don't. I, I don't think it does. To be honest yeah. with you, um, you know, I'm I'm kind of at a loss. You know, we did the classic Resident Evil. Um, I don't even know what to look up. Let's just look up. Top. There's always the second Amnesia, right? Did you? I, I assume you played that. One. I I reviewed it actually. Um, that game's not good. <laughs> I, I did not like that game. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's go with top horror video games. It's going to be a generic list. I mean, I also wouldn't be opposed to going back and playing some like one of the originals, like the original Silent Hill or maybe the original Clock Tower. Yeah, you know some of those old old scary games, although, you know, probably not going to be scary given how old they are, but uh, maybe. Well, I'm looking at it. Here's what they got as far as the top rated. Outlast, Dead Space. Yeah, Resident, Dead Space could be good. Yeah, Resident Evil, Amnesia, Silent Hill 2, Resident Evil 4, The Evil Within, Eternal Darkness, Condemned Criminal Origins, which we did for Zombie Frog. Mm-hmm. System Shock 2, Until Dawn, Fatal Frame 2, Crimson Butterfly, The Last of Us, Resident Evil 7, Outlast 2, Dead Space 2, Slender, Resident Evil 5, Left 4 Dead, Silent Hill 3, Siren, The Suffering, The Walking Dead, come on. <laughs> uh, one other one that I've always been thinking about is Alien Isolation. Alien Isolation, yeah. I hear that game is long as shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard that as well. I, I, like that's the thing is like Alien Isolation. I guess you could consider that a horror game. I think so. I mean, I, I'm only I only played the first couple hours of that, but it felt like a horror game. Hmm. I mean, the alien being so unsettling and so, you know, not really evil. I mean, it's not really evil. It's just doing what it does. But it it is the monster, and you're hiding from it as much as you are. You're not running and gunning by any means. Right. I'll tell you a game that actually was really good and kind of blew me away. It was a Silent Hill game so it was called Silent Hill um, Shattered Memories. And it was on the Wii, mm. and like I, that's you, when you say Wii, my my brain automatically turns off. But <laughs> that was actually a really cool 
horror game because it, you played until dawn, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, whenever you're you're being, uh, I wouldn't say interrogated, you're being analyzed by the psychiatrist, and you choose things. Uh, you kind of do that in Silent Hill, uh, Shattered Memories. Uh. And what you and depending on what you do, the game watches what you look at and how you play, and it tailor makes the scares for you. Huh? It was actually really cool. That's a game that you can't fight in. You 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 when you see an enemy, you have to run away. Yep. Um. And I, I thought that was a really really interesting horror game. Um, Looks like it is on the PS2 and PSP as well. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Make it a little easier to play. True. But uh, I remember we played the Wii version. Um, now, have you played all of the modern Silent Hill games? Like, what, there's Downpour, Shattered Memories? I did not play Downpour. I played... What's the one that's set in the bathroom? Uh, that's, well, it wasn't set in the bathroom. It was Silent Hill The Room. Yeah. Uh, that was set in an apartment. The, isn't the portal in the bathroom though? There's multiple portals, I believe. Um, I played the one that came out on 360 and PS3. It was called Homecoming. Yep. Where you play as a guy who comes back from uh, the Middle East. He's like a soldier, mm-hmm. and he he doesn't know what's PTSD or what's real. And yep. then it kind of found out he's actually in Silent Hill. Um, I played a fair amount of Origins. I never played PSP. Never played Origins. Pretty good. Standard. I mean, I don't think it had any really selling point other than hey, it's Silent Hill on the PSP. Yeah. See, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see if there's any obscure PC games. Yeah, I picked up one recently on Steam called Pathologic. Okay. It looks creepy if you look it up. Horror video games. I mean, the description is it's a psychological horror adventure survival role-playing video game. Twenty terrifying PC horror games to play with the lights off. Let's see what they say here. I guarantee Amnesia will be one of them. Yep, <laughs> it's a safe bet. Yep. Alien Isolation. Layers of Fear. Soma. Amnesia. Penumbra. Hmm. Doom. The new one? Uh, I guess so. It says Doom isn't actually a horror game, maybe, but you know what? It's one of the best damn shooters of 2016. I will agree with that. Condemned Criminal Origins. Pathologic HD. Yep, that's the one I have. Outlast. Among the Sleep. Phantasmagoria. Which I'm pretty sure is an FMV game. <laughs> Could be kind of cool. Stasis. Alan Wake. Alan Wake's a great game. Yeah. Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil HD. 
System Shock 2, Dead Space, Anchorhead, Scared by a Text Adventure, it's true. The tale of a creepy old mansion and a young couple, Anchorhead, is over 15 years old at this point and owes a hefty amount of HP Lovecraft. Huh. That would be a, a bit of a left turn for the Halloween game. True. Dead Secret, which is it looks like a VR game. Calleth Cthulhu Dark Corners of the Earth. I really, really want to include Call of Cthulhu Dork Corners of the Earth. It's one of my favorite horror games of all time. Unfortunately, it's a bit of a buyer beware situation as the version on Steam is exceed- exceedingly buggy and crash prone. Huh. Hmm. I like I Anchorhead. Interactive fiction. Interactive That's really, fiction. It's really stretching what you count as a game. True. I mean, nobody counts a choose your own adventure book as a game, right? No. But uh, it's a fine line between that and some. I was about to say, what's the difference between that, that and Danganronpa? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, I'm going to look up horror on Steam, which is probably a, a bad idea because there's probably going to be a shit ton of stuff. It's like, oh, ninety nine cents, and it's a piece of shit. Yeah. Um. Well, how the fuck do you find it? Games. I could have swore I picked up another really creepy game on Steam, but I can't find it. Hmm. Can't find. I, like, I don't know how to search for fucking horror. I still and have for a long time have had Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Is that considered a horror game? I doubt it. I mean, most of Vampire the Masquerade's not horror. Right. I mean, the RPG is not really horror. The books aren't aren't scary. I mean, they're more drama than anything. This is more like a drama RPG with vampires. Okay, so horror games by tag. Uh, highest rated. Can you uh, sort by highest rated? Uh, yes, actually. Or user reviews. The Room 2 is four ninety nine. I wish that was based on the movie. Yeah, no. What? There's a game called Necro Dancer vs. Danganronpa? <laughs> Danganronpa characters and music have invaded Crypto the Necrodancer. To celebrate, you can now buy Crypto the Necrodancer and Danganronpa together at a discount. Apparently, it's DLC. Danganronpa has some great music in it. Okay, so we got Detention, which looks like a Japanese title. Looks like a side scroller. Violent Gore Adventure Indie. <laughs> Outlast. Left for Dead. Killing Floor. Come on. Yeah, that's not a horror game. Although I have been terrified in it. Terrified that I suck so much I'm going to get it overrun by the hordes. <laughs> Killing Floor 2 is pretty awesome. Stalker. 
Quake is under horror? Come on, guys. Yeah, well, it's just because it's got, like, mutants. I guess, but... Bioshock. Never really found it as a horror game. Yeah. I mean, it's got Vampire the Masquerade. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's tense. It's got tension. There's a lot of crossover between tension and horror, but... Yeah. A bit different. Yeah, this is getting us nowhere. Oh, Metro. Great. <laughs> that was just a confusing game. That was all that was. I don't know, Matt, to be honest with you. Hmm. You mentioned uh, FMV games. I recently picked up Her Story. You know, I picked that up about two years ago, and I sat down with it for about an hour and a half, quote-unquote completed it, and said, you know what? I didn't mind that. Mm. It was kind of like, I wouldn't say I was necessarily having fun, but I was most certainly having a good time. An experience? Yeah, I was, it, it was, it was compelling enough to have me keep going. To keep searching for, you know, keywords and stuff like that. And I really liked how they handled that. Hmm. There's another FMV game that, uh, uh, I was just, I like, every once in a while I'll browse FMV games because I used to play a lot of them when I was a kid. Um, there's a new one, or I'd say it's new, but I saw it and I was like, wow, this is like full on FMV. Um, fuck, what's it called? I'm just going to look up FMV. There it is. Contradiction. Spot the liar. Spot the lie uh, and beat the liars in contradiction. The all-video murder mystery adventure. I have no idea, but it's just, it's like, it, it literally looks like a movie. <laughs> so I, I was like, huh, this is actually kind of interesting. I believe it's British. Did you play it? No, I, I haven't ever bought it. Uh, but the reviews are very positive and overwhelmingly positive. And it is nine ninety nine. Could be interesting to try one of these games out. That one, I guess, at some point. Yeah, I, I would like to do something like that, yeah. But as far as... I don't know. I, like that's the thing is I I have no idea what to go with as far as a horror game goes. Did you play Resident Evil Seven? Uh, not yet. You I have it. You I picked it? it up. Yep, that's a fantastic game. But I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't feel right doing it. What? Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess I could replay. I mean, I played through it completely, so I kind of know what to expect. Now, I could play on the Madhouse difficulty because apparently they change everything on Madhouse. Mm. The jumps are different. The the enemy placements different. Stuff like that. 
it's a great game. Like it's, it's one of the top games for 2017 for me. Yeah, I mean, there's no game that we've discussed that I would rather play than Resident Evil Seven, but I, I don't. It doesn't. Yeah, it's not the easiest fit for this, maybe, but definitely at some point I need to play it. Right. Have to play it. Right. I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm at a. Uh... I'm really intrigued by this Anchorhead game now, too. Is it on Steam? I, I can't really tell. I, I feel like I just found a website that has it, but it's just a story, so... I don't know. I don't really know what I'm looking at. I don't know if this is it or if it's like an intro to it. I have no idea where you can find this. It's not on Steam. I'd never heard of it before. Yeah, me either. Well, this is just a... Text adventure game. Yeah, it's a text adventure game. I know somebody, I can't remember it's who, weird. Um, somebody uh, on Twitter suggested Sweet Home to us, which is, they consider the the very first survival horror game. Uh, if we were to play that, we'd have to emulate it. Because it was on the NES. Hmm. And it is... I'm guessing like kind of like a JRPG horror hybrid. You play as like a film yeah, crew a, who goes... It's a 1989... They even made a movie yeah, about it. film crew, huh? Yeah, it's about a film crew who goes into a, a haunted house, I think... And I mean, it doesn't look like it could possibly be scary, though. It, it probably isn't. At this point. Yeah. It may have been intended to be at the time of release. Hmm. You know, I don't Which know. Which I'm going to find with. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at an impasse here because I have no idea. We don't have to decide it today, obviously. Um... Yeah, I guess it's at least good to get some of these options out there. Yeah. I would say uh, Outlast 2 would be a good one. Uh, Alien Isolation would be a good one. Um, Dead Space. Dead Space. You want to do Dead Space 1 or 2? Ah, that's a tough question. I mean, 1 I know I like, and I, I wouldn't mind replaying it. But two, I wouldn't mind finishing. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I don't know if I still own Dead Space 2. I yeah, I mean, I guess of the two, I, I, I guess it would be two I would lean towards, but I could I could do either, to be honest. I found two to be pretty fucking horrifying. And it was actually really yeah. good, too. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I... It's one of those series I'm. I hadn't even thought of it in a while, until we started mentioning it. But it's it's kind of weird that I really loved that first game when I was playing it, oh, God. and I actually really like the second game. But and and I've watched a couple of short anime movies. Like I think one of them was called Downfall. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I think I think there was another one I watched too. So that's a that's a fair amount of content. But I, I just I haven't even thought of Dead Space in a while. To be honest, like in the last year and a half or so, I didn't think about three because I never finished two. Yeah, I, I played the demo of three with Ken because it's a two player game. They kind of removed the horror elements. There's definitely horror in there, but when you got another person with you, it's not really scary anymore. Mm. Um, I'll tell you a game that scared the living shit out of me, and when I was playing it was Fear 2. Now, I played Fear, and I didn't think it was that scary. Fear 2, like I, that, I think it was the biggest jump scare I've ever had in my life. <laughs> It, the way the way it handled some of its scares was just fucking brilliant. Um, and that was the thing was that, that made fear good was that you know the later Resident Evil games weren't really that scary because you're Leon or Chris, you're a fucking badass. You know, you, these yeah. guys, you can handle these guys. In fear. You are a badass SWAT team member, but you can't, you don't know how to handle ghosts and shit. Um, and it's pretty fucking good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it seems like we both kind of like the idea of, uh, Dead Space 2. Yeah, I, that, it would be nice because it's not, I mean, it, it's kind of a replay, it's kind of a challenge to, hey, you, you you took your trip down this game and you fucked yourself up. You got stuck. Yeah, I did too. And uh, gave up on it. So it'd be nice to play it knowing that there's something other than scares that can be problematic. Yeah, there oh, there most certainly is. It's, it's called playing on the zealot difficulty, like I did, <laughs> uh, which I will not do <laughs> again. Um, so you're gonna let it best you? No, I'm not gonna let that best me. Fuck it, let's do it. Let's do let's do Dead yeah. Space too. Let's do it. We can we can conquer our not our fears but our uh what would you, what would you even call that? Conquer our save file. Yeah, conquer our save file that's been covered in dust. There's no telling. I, I'm curious of like when the last time I actually tried to play that game. Uh, because uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I still got that save file somewhere. Um, I yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure, sure I don't know. It was on my first PS3 that died. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure I saved that to the cloud. I made sure of that because I was like, yeah, I'll come back to this one day. And then it's been five years later. Mm. So, yeah, we'll do Dead Space 2. I know that may not be the first on our listeners list, but um, that game will definitely scare the shit out of you. Yep. It, yep. Did, it did me. So, all right, we'll go with that. We We ironed that out. Hmm. That was simpler than I thought. Yeah. Speaking six of and a half years ago, it came out. Six and a half years ago. Damn. That was before I even moved into my house. <laughs> Crazy. Speaking of horror, did you watch it yet? I did watch it. What did you think? I. It's a little tough to decide because they cut it differently than they did the original miniseries. Okay. And it's structured differently than the book as well. So some things I think were 
going to be worse no matter what just because you can't sort of tie the young child to the adult in the same way because you only get the one half of the story cut in the same way that George R. R. Martin cut book four of Game of Thrones. Instead of just making two normal books, he did one whole book with one set of characters and then a parallel book with the other set of characters. That's basically what we have with the movies here is, you know, the, the kid version of the movie and then the adult version coming out in two years. Oh, really? So that's what they're doing? That's what the plan is? Yep. They just announced the date, like, today or yesterday. Really? I didn't know that. So it's, yep, it's two years from now they're going to come out with the second half of the story, which is the adults, which I think they said that they'll they'll flash back to when they were kids, but okay. you don't get the flash forward in the first movie. Gotcha. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was sort of a... I, I, I don't know if it was a good or bad decision. I mean, it seems like it worked well enough, and it's absolutely a long enough book that there's two movies worth of content in it, so it really just depends on how they wanted to structure it. Which, I mean, I guess it makes sense, because if you do, if you do the, the movie version with the kids, you can take it start to finish, ends with Fighting Pennywise. Mm-hmm. Then you can do the adults, start to finish, ends with Fighting Pennywise. Whereas if you cut it halfway, you have zero Pennywise fights in the first movie and two in the second. So, uh, you know, I guess structurally it makes sense to break it the way they did. Okay. But it's a bit different. That being said, yeah, I like the movie. I actually liked it a lot. I think it, I think it did straddle the line between, so between the horror elements and non-horror elements well, and, I, th- you know, there's a couple of caveats to that statement, but one one of the reasons, especially on reread of the book, one of the best parts of the book is how much of that book doesn't necessarily have to do with Pennywise, and how much of these people's lives are determined by sort of the the factors that influenced them as a kid, and it's. It, it, there's just so much in that book. It's such a deep book. I mean, it's a long book, and you can—I mean, you can have whole stories about the way Beverly grows up in her father, who was had an odd relationship with her, and how that messed her up, and you know, sets her on a course for into her future, where she sort of comes full circle and ends up back where she started. I mean, eventually. Literally, she ends up back where she started, but you know she puts herself in the same kind of relationships, and there's just so much you could dig into there psychologically, you know, as to how and why people would do that, you know, whether you would blame a person for the mistakes that they make in their life, or do you attribute it to their childhood? Can they have overcome the course that they were set on when they were eight years old? Should they be able to overcome those things? I mean, there's so many deep questions that come out of almost every single one of the characters in this story that you could almost have all of these same characters with it not being set in dairy with there not being any evil clown and it would still be a good movie. Mm. Kind of like a coming of age kind of story or something. Yeah. Coming of age, but also paired with reflecting on when you were a child after you've come of age Mm. and kind of thinking about, you know, 
how much of my life was my own choice, my own decision, and how much of it was because of what happened to me when I was a kid, and it set me on a path that I couldn't get off of. Yeah. You know, and that alone is such a difficult question to wrestle with that, I mean, that that could be the whole movie right there. Huh. But that being said, I, I really did like the movie. I think they tried to balance it a little bit between horror and non-horror, although I don't think they got that balance perfectly right. There was, in my opinion, the only negative I really have of the movie is that there was too much Pennywise. Okay. Uh, he's almost like, uh, not the tyrant, but he's almost like the nemesis from Resident Evil 3, mm-hmm. where he's just showing up all the time. He's relentless. And so in some ways that sets its own pervasive sense of dread in, you know, in some ways that maybe enhanced the horror atmosphere of it, but in other ways you see him so often, they escape so often, loses a little bit of his uh, teeth to some degree. And he has a lot of teeth, but uh, you know, he doesn't seem quite as scary when every single kid encounters him and escapes, and then they all come back to Derry, every single adult encounters him and escapes. Uh, Turns out, you know, Maybe he's not this super powerful evil entity. So I think there was a bit too much of him. I think that maybe took just a little bit away from his mystique. But And some of the jump out scares were a bit trite. But aside from that, the number one thing I liked about it was that it was just so much different than all the other horror movies that have come out in the last four or five years. Yeah. I mean, there's so, like, I still watch, essentially, I don't go to the movies that often, but I do watch almost every horror movie. And uh, so many of them are formulaic, and... They all look the fucking same. They all look the same. A lot of them have the same directors and same producers, so it's not surprising. Yeah, like the fucking Annabelle and The Conjuring and... They all, I, I couldn't tell you the difference. You could show me a clip of one and I wouldn't be able to tell you, you know. Yeah. Well, there's a little bit of a pass there because they're actually in the same universe. Oh, well, there you go. So Annabelle and the Conjuring is the same connected horror universe. Uh, but all there's no excuse for a lot of the other movies that are just one-offs that are, you know, generic. Like, even the, even some of the ones that I like, like Sinister. Yeah. I don't. I don't mind the Sinister series. I thought the first one was pretty decent, but that's that's almost by the numbers the template of so many horror movies. Probably fifty percent of all the horror movies that have come out in the last three or four years follow a very similar template. Now, is Insidious part of the Sinister? No, it might as well be though. It's a, I was about to again, say, it's similar. I was about to say, yeah, I, I used to get those two confused. Yep. The only reason I like Insidious is that. To me, it was a Netflix. It was just a, a shitty Netflix horror movie, and it turned out to be way better than the average shitty Netflix horror movie. Yeah, and I do think that the there was Insidious, especially the, at least the first one, did some interesting things, especially with the ending. So, uh, it I, I do lump it in absolutely with this whole series of shitty formulaic genre horror movies, mm-hmm. but. I kind of give Insidious a bit of a pass. So there's a couple of things that I want to mention. Uh, the first one being um, that me and Laura, my fiance, sat down and watched uh, The Shining uh, this weekend. Yep. Uh, I've seen it 
tons of times. This is her first viewing of it. Um, she liked it. She was confused by the ending. Um, and it's not your traditional horror movie. In fact, I wouldn't think that that's not very scary. I don't think because of how, how slow of a burn it is. Yeah. It's definitely more psychological than some of them. Yeah. And, um, but she seemed to really like it. She was confused by the ending, which I then had to look up because I was like, I don't know what the fucking ending means. (laughs) So, but, um, and the other one, there was a modern horror movie that I actually enjoyed. And it was the only one I've seen. See, I, I have yet, I've never seen sinister or insidious or Annabelle or the conjuring or any of that. Um, but I have watched one because I heard a lot of people praise it for not being like every other fucking horror movie. And it's called It Follows. Yes. And I did watched, you watch it? I did watch it. And I was like, okay, there's actually some fucking creepy shit in here. And not just jump scares. Now, don't get me wrong. There were still some jump scares in there. But there was actually some genuinely just creepy stuff. Yep. The subtle stuff is what really stays with you. Not not a cat jumping out of a closet or some bullshit like that. Yep. And It Follows has some great just like, you know, I, I keep going back to uh, the scene where you see that shadow walking through the hallway and nothing ever happens from it. Yeah. It's just, it, that's it. That's all you see. And it, it, like, there's no jump scare or anything like that. I'm like, oh God, that is so fucking creepy. Yep. It's the small stuff and the stuff that you see in the background that really stay with you. Um, but I really liked It Follows. Yeah. I, I, I liked It Follows. It, it had been really built up for me, so I thought it was a little bit disappointing. But I did like that it was a bit different than other horror movies. Uh, yeah, and and The Shining I like. My only problem with The Shining is that I like the TV miniseries even more. Uh, but mainly just because it's got Steven Weber in it, who I will say this: I've always liked Steven Weber. He's got a weird connection to Stephen King as well, because he's he's in The Shining. He's in the I think it's made for TV, but the version of Desperation. Okay, yeah. Uh, but I don't think that he has done anything better or anyone has ever read an audiobook better than he reads it, the audiobook. Really? It, to me, it, it was just a perfect balance of emotion. And, you know, he does Bill Denborough stutter really well. He does a lot of accents really well he does female voices really well he does emotion really well without it coming off as overacting or over reading i don't know i just i i was blown i mean it's a good book anyway so it's maybe easier to make it come across well Mm -hmm. but man i just it's a 45 hour audiobook so there was a lot of it and i Continually throughout that book, I was impressed over and over again with how how well done he reads that book. Just unbelievable! It's 
it, there, there's not a second of that book that's done poorly, I think, out of 45 hours. 45 hours, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's a long book. It's almost, yeah. it's 1100 pages in mass market paperback. Holy shit. Well. Did you see it? No, I have not. Not. Uh, no. I had a friend of yeah. mine who wanted to go see it, but I, I couldn't. I get Steven Weber mixed up with somebody else. I get Steven Weber mixed up with Peter Horton. Mm. Steven Weber for me for so many years was just the crazy brother on Wings. Wings, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, so that's all he was until until I found out he's got this weird like thing with Stephen King and he's in a bunch of his movies. He reads some audiobooks. Uh yeah, I've just I've really always liked Steven Weber. Um because I was, I was thinking, oh, Stephen Weber was the guy in Brimstone, but it wasn't. It was Peter Horton. Uh, which I, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but Brimstone was a uh, television series that was short-lived. But I absolutely loved it. In fact, I think it was the first, quote-unquote, mature um, TV series I actually paid attention to. Because it came on back in like 98, 99. And I was like 13, 14, somewhere around in there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it had such a cool premise. Um, it was about a guy who was a cop who, um, he kills, uh, his wife, uh, his wife's, uh, rapist. And, uh, a few days later he dies, gets killed in the line of duty. And, uh, he goes to hell. Mm. And when he goes to hell, Satan, um, uh, offers him a deal. Uh, he can return to Earth. It's basically spawn a little bit, but okay. Uh, if 113 demons have escaped hell, and he wants this cop to go back to Earth and kill the demons, um, and send them back to hell. And if he does, he gets a, a new chance at life. Um. And, uh, John Glover plays Satan and he is fantastic in it. And, uh, like every episode is kind of like a monster of the week where, you know, you, here, we're going after this demon and he's the only yep. person that can tell who's a demon, who's not. And, uh, they have some really cool things like, how do you kill a demon? He's like, well, you destroy their eyes. Why? Because the eyes are the windows to the soul. And it's like had a lot of lore involved mm. in it. Kind of like how Supernatural does. Yep. And uh, I absolutely love that series. Huh? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. It got it, it got canceled. It was on Fox, and you know everybody knows Fox cancels every day. Yeah. And um, but I absolutely loved that show. I was like, I, I that was one of the first like ones I paid attention to. That was you know not a cartoon or you know for kids. I was like, oh, this is an adult show. Hmm. But yeah, I'm pretty sure you can find the complete series on DVD. I'm pretty sure they did release it. And it was like, <laughs> he had like 113 tattoos all over him. And every time he killed a demon, one of the tattoos would disappear. And, uh. and they say that, oh, it's it, once all the tattoos are gone, you're now human again. And like every day was the same. Like it, it was almost like he was living Groundhog Day almost. 
because um, every day he'd wake up wearing the same clothing. He would uh, have the same amount of money in his pocket. Um, it was it was a really interesting show. I wish it would have continued, but hmm. there's a lot of shows I wish continued. So was it? How did they end it? Because obviously he didn't get all 113 if it got canned early. I I don't know if they did end it. I think he just it was just another episode of him killing a demon. Oh yeah, that's what's almost more sad is when these shows. If they are going to get canned, at least have some sort of closure would be nice. I mean, obviously it's not always possible, but yeah, you 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 ruin the value of the things that you did create by not at least having some even cursory, you know, wrap up. Kind of like how they did. Um, well, they did give it a final episode, but I was big into Jericho when it came on, mm-hmm. and uh, they canceled it, and then. They brought it back for like a final episode and they wrapped it up and it was just so fucking rushed. Yeah. Which, yeah, I guess you could argue whether it's even worth doing that if it's if it's going to be rushed. If it's not going to feel right, is it satisfying? But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe a clean break is better and then you can just imagine what would have happened. Yeah. They don't make really good horror TV. No, I was just remembering though. Again, Stephen Stephen Weber, who I love, they had a they had a series called Masters of Horror. Yeah, I remember that. That was on Showtime, yep. right? I think so. I've got the soundtrack of it because it's excellent. Very like hard rock slash heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Really good soundtrack, which I bought completely unrelated to the shows, but I actually did really like a lot of the episodes as well. And uh, it, it was just such a weird mashup for me because Stephen Weber's one of my favorite actors and he is stars in the one episode that was directed by Dario Argento one of my favorite Italian which sometimes I call him a horror director but he really does more like tension really it's not it's not true horror necessarily for most of his stuff although Suspiria his most famous one is I guess horror it's, it's about witches evil witches hmm. uh, but a lot of his stuff is just kind of psychological retents uh but he's got one really weird episode of masters of horror where stephen weber stars in it and uh dario argento said that he wanted to he wanted to bridge that uh, they're not even really next to each other on a spectrum of emotions but sort of this the, the the idea of horror and the idea of sexual arousal okay he was like, what What would fit right at the border of those two things? And so basically, it, it's, you know, because the, all the episodes of of uh, Masters of Horror are kind of like mini-movies. Yeah, they look like um, a, a chronology. What do they call those? Chronicle? Anthology. Anthology, there you go. Yep, so it's standalone, completely in isolation. But it starts off, basically, Stephen Weber's going through the woods. He sees a guy about to shoot or he's got an axe and he's about to murder this girl. So he like shoots the guy dead and then rescues the girl. And uh, her face is all really messed up. And he brings her home and then she starts, she like, she eats the cat and then she ends up like eating the boy next door. Oh God. And so he has to like, he, 
but she's she's also very voluptuous. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't look at her face, she's very attractive, but she's also a horrible monster. So he ends up trying to like protect her, and I think they like leave the town. I think his wife leaves because she didn't want the the, the girl there anyway. And so he ends up with I think in a cabin, and he's like attracted to her, but she's still murdering people. And then, you know, I, I, at this point, nobody's probably going to watch it, so I don't feel bad spoiling it. But <laughs> you know, it ends up coming full circle that he finally decides enough is enough. You know, she can't be killing people, so he drags her out into the woods to murder her, and then somebody shoots him, and then rescues her, and so it comes kind of full circle. It's like a time loop almost. Yeah. But it, it's just really weird because she's attractive and she's like she, naive, a bit childish because mm-hmm. she, she she's not really normal human. But you know she's murdering people. I think there's a yeah. I think she at least kills a cat and a dog and a neighbor. So again, it's not necessarily scary. It's more it's more gross and weird. Like yeah, I mean I could see how it would be conflicting emotions but yeah i don't know it, I, I think i liked it more just because steven weber and dario argento were involved in it than than the actual story itself but mm-hmm. you know it, it it's a really it's a it's a point there's not many points where dario argento interacts with any of my favorite actors so yeah kind of cool i uh i used to love those those old you know one-off shows like that yeah they have a masters of sci-fi but I only watched the first one or two. I, I I don't think it was bad. I just never never sat down and d- delved into it. Watched um, you know, Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Dark Side, uh The Outer Limits. Yep. Twilight Zone, classic Twilight Zone stuff. Yep. Um but- It was a nice transition too because as a, you know, as a preteen and teen, there were all those shows like Goosebumps and Eerie Indiana and all of those that kind of transitioned into the adult versions of those. Yeah. Are you afraid of the dark, man? Yep. I used to love that show. Yep. Um, I but, still do. I mean, oh yeah. That, that, like, are you afraid of the dark? It was, yeah, it was for kids, but it was a little bit more mature than like goosebumps and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, which, you know, there is a show. I don't know if you've watched it. I'm sure you have black mirror. Oh yeah, excellent! Oh my god, I cannot wait for new episodes of that. Yep, that is such like a, a good balance of being just a, a kind of a crazy, interesting premise, but also being kind of thought provoking. Yeah, maybe not every episode is is stellar, but most of them I think are are very excellent. You know, it it was God. I, I, Laura watched a couple episodes, and she like we watched the one episode where. Uh, the, the, like the people were filming this woman running around this, uh, like abandoned town. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the ending of that kind of weirded her out and said, I don't want to watch any more of this shit. Yeah, I made the mistake of recommending it to some people at work and they started with episode one. Yeah, that's a rough one. And I, I basically, I should have just said, start with episode two. If you like all the rest of them, go back and watch episode one. Yeah. Uh, my favorite one is the one that's most grounded in reality, which is uh, the episode called Shut Up and Dance, where the, the kid ha- starts getting uh, messages on his phone telling him to do stuff. 
And he's getting blackmailed? He's getting blackmailed, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that one. That is a absolutely fantastic episode. If anybody out there is listening to this and hasn't watched Black Mirror, at least watch that episode. It's called Shut Up and Dance. And it is great. Uh, yeah, I think my favorite one is still episode two. The really like dystopian future one? Uh, No, I think that's the third one. The second one, I think, is the one where they just have implants in their eyes and it kind of records everything. Is that episode two? Because I see they have them in weird order on Netflix. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't really know. It was, it was the second one I watched. I thought it was episode two, where you know, and it basically comes down to him and his girlfriend fighting a lot and then kind of re- replaying. I mean, they, I just thought it did an excellent job of sort of extrapolating. All right, if this technology existed, so it starts off with them. You know, he goes into a job interview, yeah. and he bombs it, and then all his friends are like, oh, put it up on the screen. I want to see how you did, and they're all kind of, like, making fun of him. You know, oh, you should have done this, or you should have done that. And, you know, like, when he goes into a, a party, he's like, oh, I don't remember their names. So he, he goes back through his memories until he finds the memory. Well, I guess it's it's like a memory. It's just his recording of what he saw. Yeah. But, you know, he's like, oh, this is when I met them. All right, he told me their name. All right, so now I know it. Yeah. Or like the way that they're, you know, as they're having sex, they're all replaying their greatest hits in their head. That's so fucked up. I know. Laura watched that episode with me and we saw that and I was like, oh my God. We both like looked at each other like, ugh, that's fucking disturbing. (laughs) Yep. Or just the way it comes into, you know, because when you get into one of those relationship fights and it's just awful, you know, and then, you know, he basically says, I I didn't say that. And she like pulls up her the recording of him saying that and place it back for him, <laughs> you know, just to, just to stick the needle in and prove it a little bit more. And I, I don't know. It was it, when you've got access to all that dirt and it's all immediate, you know, every bad thing you've ever done or said is essentially out there recorded. I mean, maybe that is the way the society's going and, yeah, it's. I, I just I thought that did a, such a good job of taking something that in itself isn't too outrageous, and then just coming up with like normal life situations and how they would be affected by that technology. Yeah, That's, I also really like the Christmas episode. That was a messed up episode too. That was messed up. Uh, there's so, Black Mirror is excellent. If yes. anyone hasn't seen it, it is. It, it is really wonderful, but it, maybe start on episode two. It is so good. I, you know what? I mean, if you really want to get into how weird this shit is, start with episode one. Because episode one yeah. is basically if it happened today. Episode one could take place right now. Because it's... If anybody anybody who, who's listening doesn't know, Black Mirror is basically a cautionary tale on technology. Yep. And the first episode mainly deals with social media. And how everything spreads and everything is – all information is out there and there's nothing you can really do about it. And the mob mentality. Um, And then there's even an episode, the last episode that I watched, which is definitely about the mob mentality where, you know, people jump on Twitter and, you know, they'll use a hashtag – Saying, I want this person to die. And, oh no, this person ends up dead. And then they're saying, okay, well, let's all hashtag this person that we don't like. Yep. It's really 
fucking good. Like that show is so great. See, one of the ones, one episode I didn't love, I thought it was just a little bit too on the nose, was the one where the girl's trying to go to her friend's wedding. Yeah. But she's like not invited because, you know, she doesn't have a high enough rating, like social rank. And so she's trying to like, she's basically super fake to everybody to try and please everybody so that they'll rate her highly. Mm -hmm. So that her rank goes up enough to where she can be invited to, you know, get into the higher social circles. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't mind it. I just didn't love it. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I thought that one was okay. I thought the one with the uh the election was okay. Yep. But I found it scarily connected to the the previous uh United States election, presidential yeah. election. It was scary. And the thing is is that came out like 2 years before it even happened. <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, the parallels are scary." It's 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 so good. I highly suggest it. it's on Netflix. If you got Netflix, watch it. I'm telling you, it's it is a modern day technology based Twilight Zone. Yep, but more grounded and more. I don't know, more psychological. I was going to say, but it is definitely more psychological. But yeah, that's I. I think I think we've covered everything. I'm just it's like the in, intro to Halloween episode. Yeah, it's they, just about October. Yeah, it's just about October. The problem is we're not going to be doing any more scary stuff until November. Yeah, so we'll bookend October. Yeah, so just we'll, before October and just after October. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll be right back with that. But yeah, uh, now we're going to be doing Danganronpa V3 next, um, which I'm highly excited for. I want to see where they go. Uh, did you play the demo, Matt? Nope. Okay. I have. Not, I don't know anything about this. So the intentionally been well. Even if you played the demo, you wouldn't know anything about it because apparently I didn't play the 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 demo for Danganronpa two. But apparently, this is kind of like a running joke with them, where they use characters from the previous game just to show you how the gameplay is. And um, the the demo the demo for this one features the the two main characters of Danganronpa one and two. And, uh, if you remember, uh, Hero, the, the, the dumb guy who was, who, who was supposedly the, the greatest clairvoyant, mm-hmm. he survived the, you know, pretty much all of Danganronpa 1, 2, and 3, you know, like the anime too. But in every demo that they've released for a game, Hero always dies. <laughs> and you have to, like, solve his murder. Um, but then at the end of every demo, they're like, you did great, Hero. You know, and he's like, "Thanks, can I get this blood off of you now?" You know, it's it's like they they were just acting about it. Oh yeah. So the demo is actually really cool, um, hmm. and it does show off the characters at least. It shows like who, who you can expect to see and stuff like that. So, but uh, I have no idea what's going to happen. They, as far as I know, Danganronpa V three is a completely separate story from the previous Danganronpas. Yeah, with a little asterisk that. I wouldn't be surprised if it tied together somehow. Yeah, if they secretly <laughs> tied together. I've already asked Jay if they tied together, and he said no comment. No comment. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. It may. I know, obviously, Monokuma is going to be in it. But Yeah, from a lot of other people, I might take that as a, all right, it's a yes. But yeah. I, I feel like he's tight-lipped enough where and, and he would like to be intentionally misleading enough that he wouldn't 
indicate either way if he didn't want to. Yeah, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be our, our game master in uh, <laughs> in this uh, next series, which he's great at it. So I'm yeah. excited for it. But yeah, that's it for us. Um, just a little intermission show where we just shot the shit and discussed what we're going to be playing after Danganronpa, which is going to be uh, Dead Space 2. So if anybody does want to join along with us, I remember Dead Space, the series, I can't remember if Dead Space 1 or 2 started it, but there is a there is a mode in that game where you only get three saves. <laughs> And uh, it's like an insane hard mode. So if you guys want to try and do that with us, and <laughs> you go right ahead. But uh, definitely, if you, it's a great horror game. If you really want to play a horror game, so um, you can definitely check that out. But yeah, we will be back um, next week with uh, Danganronpa V3. But until then, I'm Drew, and I'm Matt, and we're out of here. You guys have a great one, and we'll be back next week with the beginning. Of the killing game, Danganronpa V3, Killing Harmony, I believe is the name of it. Rolls off the tongue. Oh, yeah. 